0: All right, thank you, worship team. Thank you for everyone, for us just partaking in that beautiful gift of communion. Did you know that the truth sets us free? And that the Holy Spirit leads us into all truth? And he teaches us all things. And so, Lord, I just thank you that you are going to teach me. You're going to teach us. You are going to speak through me. That you're going to bring remembrance to all the things you've been talking to me about over the past couple of weeks. And that you are going to be the one that teaches and brings this word, Lord. Amen. So, this talk um, is about the goodness of God, it's about remembering the goodness of God, it's about remembering the work that He has done in the Word, the work that He has done in us and the work that He has done in in your friends and in your family and in any any testimony that you've ever heard about Christ. This is about remembering those things because in Isaiah, it says about um, so I'm in Isaiah 5.8. I'm going to be just bouncing around the word, by the way. I, I, if you want to follow along, just you try. Um, so Isaiah 5, verse 12, and it's talking about um, uh, just the people of God. Um, but they do not regard the deeds of the Lord or see the work of His hands. Therefore, my people go into exile for the, their lack of knowledge. So this, what this word is saying is that they did not regard the deeds of the world. They did not notice that what he was doing. They also did not see the work of his hands, even though it very well might have been in front of them and it was his work. They did not see that it was him that was doing it. And so therefore, my people go into exile for their lack of knowledge. Now, this is where it ties in with the, um, with what I was sharing before with communion, is that the the israelites they um the god's people they they got they got taken out like miraculously like 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 egypt got completely wrecked and cursed by god just let my people go it was it was simple as that and and god was just relentlessly just going i am going to get them out of this and i'm going to bring them out and he did not just bring them out of it but then uh, the pharaoh went wait a second like after he let them out he says no actually I'm going to go and get them back again. And then the Lord parts a big, massive sea. They walk through an open sea and then the sea closes and stops Egypt from being able to chase back after them. And then after that, there was a few days where they're actually missing water, which would really suck. And they started to forget what the Lord had done and started to grumble and moan. And then they find a water that is bitter and they again grumble and moan fair enough you're thirsty i get it but we got to remember and this this is very relevant to us right that that we that that we're, we're we're often waiting for breakthrough in things. I don't know about you, but I'm often just waiting to see the manifestation of the, of the, of the truth in my life. But that doesn't stop me from believing and pursuing it. And what was happening here is that there was bitter water there. And then what Moses did was go, Lord, we need water. How do we fix this? He said, just chuck this log in it. Chucks the log in it. Sweet water. Water is ready to drink. The Lord is ready to do miraculous things for us, but we need to be just. We ne- we need to never forget that He brought us out of out of slavery. He brought us out of captivity. He brought us from from disease. He brought us from sickness. He brought us from injury into healing and health. And if we ne- haven't necessarily seen those things, we've seen it in other people. And, the, and the, spirit, uh, the, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So when someone is testifying about Jesus, about what he has done in their life, you can ac- actually receive that as pr- prophecy for your life. Okay. So the key thing that I want you, us to remember is my people go into exile for their lack of knowledge. That was happening to the Israelites. They, were, they, they stayed in the desert because they forgot who God was. God wanted to get them into the promised land, and they completely just forgot about... Like they, they didn't choose to remember how God acts and how God walks and works. And so they ended up staying exiled for their lack of knowledge, lack of remembering God. And so I really want to encourage us that this is something that, that is continually told to us in the Word. And so the Lord led me to Hosea. So if you want to turn there, you, you can try following me. And the story of Hosea is a very interesting one. Because there was a prophet that was told by God to go and marry a prostitute and the the whole story was to resemble the way that the that the god's people were giving themselves away to to other false gods, to other things that they were prostituting themselves just like this woman and that he wanted to marry him the, the, them still. He wanted to be connected with them still. And so in this story um and I'm just going to paraphrase a bunch of it. Basically, um, they're like imagine being Hosea and being asked to to, to marry marry this woman. It, it like it's 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 amazing and and it's just the the mercy and the love that Hosea must have had to be given to understand and and to understand how the Lord was we're seeing the scenario is just unbelievable. Now, now, when you're reading Hosea, it often goes, it, it, it's going, it goes between the story of Hosea and him and his, his wife, and then it goes, and then God just sort of like takes over and starts talking about him and his people. And, um, and, and I wanted to start in chapter 2, verse 5, where the woman the the woman the the Israel the the people of God were were like, the people of God were sorry I've just lost my, my thought so I'll look I'll, let's just read chapter two verse five Um This is the people of God. She said, I will go after my lovers who give me my bread and my water, my wool and my flax, my oil and my drink. She was saying that I'm going to leave my marriage and go after the people who she thinks is giving her the good things. And then if we go down to verse 7, it says, after a bunch has happened where it seems like Problems have happened, like within two. Ver- oh, look, I'll just read it, verse six. Therefore, like the Lord says, therefore I will hedge her up um, with way of thorns. I will build up a wall against her so that she cannot find her path. She will pursue her lovers, but will will not overtake them. She will seek them, but she will not find them. This this is this this story is resembling the people of God in 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 exile, where they are they they. They decided that they're going to start worshiping other idols. They're going to start um, giving giving what God had given them, and start giving um, giving it to them. And then, because then God, what God did is that He actually sort of made their lives tricky, and um, uh, which which is like the desert. And, and this is what's happening in verse 6 and 7. And then she says, I will go and return to my first husband, for it was better for me now, um, for it was better for me then than now. And that is exactly what the people of God did, that when they were in the desert, they said, I want to go back to Egypt. Egypt. I want to go back to slavery. It's better for me to go back to my first husband. That's how God was, was, was seeing it. Because he was saying that that original like that, that God's people was married to Egypt, but then he was pulling them out of that to be brought into marriage with him. And then he goes on to say, She did not know that it was I who gave her the grain, the wine, the oil, who lavished her on silver and gold, which they used. For Baal. So just before on verse 5, she said that my lovers give me all of those things. She totally misunderstood that all the things that she had been given was actually from God, and that, and, and that, and then on top of that, what she had been given from God, she then offered unto Baal, thinking that Baal was, was, was giving it to her. This is a very confused people that are misunderstanding and not remembering God and the way that He works, the way that He loves, the way that He pursues con- consistently. We need to, this, I, I just want to keep getting into our brain that we need to keep remembering the things that are, of God. We need to keep remembering how good He is. For when we are in a trial, that is, we, it is told to us that we will go through trials. We will very, very well, go through times that feel very dry, but that is not to say that the Lord will not bring sweet drink to you. It, it, like it may, it may, it may be a place of discipline, but He disciplines the people that He loves, right? So, then going on, like I, we're just skipping through a bunch of things, we get to um, chapter 2, verse 16, and and, and Israel, the woman, Israel is just, is kept going on, just seeking those lovers. And the Lord just makes it hard for her to be able to do that. And then he says, behold, I will allure her and bring her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. And there I will give her her vineyards and make the valley of, uh, I think it's trouble, it it says anchor or trouble, a door of hope. And there she shall answer in the days of her youth as at the time when she came out of the land of Egypt. He's saying that when I do this to her, she's going to act like she originally acted when she came out of Egypt. What were the Egyptians thinking when, uh, sorry, the, 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 the people of God thinking when they came out of Egypt? Were they not rejoicing? Were they not so thankful? They actually sung this like massive song. Like, I think I have it here. I'll just just read some of it. This is what they were singing. This is what they were thinking, right? When they got brought out of Egypt. I will sing to the Lord for He He has triumphant gloriously. The horse and His rider He has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. This is my God and I will praise Him. My Father's God and I will exalt Him. The Lord is... Is a man of war. The Lord is his name, and it goes on just to completely just worship and praise and bless the Lord. Because of course they're excited, and and the Lord says that 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 he like this is just a thing that he sort of does. Is that that let's say that we get really excited in something that the Lord has done, and then and then maybe there's a a bit of lull for some reason. I, I you know. That, that we just don't see the same breakthrough again and again and again. Like the Lord, say, like the Lord says that He will just, just let Him allure you back into his, Himself, into the wilderness, where He will speak to you tenderly and you will remember the time that you were brought out of Egypt you'll, and, you'll, and you'll be like that again. And it says, in that day, declares the Lord, you will call me my husband and I will no, no longer, and you, sorry, and no longer will you call me my Baal. Can you, can you, like, Baal is an idol. Baal is a false god. The, the, the Israelites and, and sometimes we can be so confused by the gifts that are given to us. Every good gift and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights right? But do every time that you get a good gift, do you remember that that was God? Like we need to remember every time that every good thing that is given to us, that literally the day, this is the day the Lord made. He made today. Did you thank Him today that He made today? Because if today wasn't here, you wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? This is the day the Lord has made. Rejoice and be glad in it. He gives us breath and he, and he gives us life and, it, and he gives us everything. That is said, I think, in Acts 15. Um, the Lord is continually doing good things in our life and we need to, uh, need to remember this. Um, for, for like the verse that I said in Isaiah, we, we will be put in exile for our lack of, of knowledge, our lack of remembering what God has done for us. Um, in verse 15... I just want to just keep nailing this, like, know the Lord, right? And I will betroth you to me forever. I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in justice, in steadfast love and in mercy. I will betroth you to me in faithfulness and you shall know the Lord. Then if we go to chapter 4, this is a common theme throughout Hosea. Chapter 4. Verse 1, there is no faithfulness or steadfast love and no knowledge of God in the land. Knowledge of God. Then we go verse 6, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Hosea 6, 6, for I desire... Steadfast love and not sacrifice. The knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. Can you see the theme that is just running through all of this? Hmm. Then chapter 11, verse 3. Yet it was I who taught Ephraim to walk. I took them that Ephraim is just another people of god it 's just another tribe yet i took I, I taught Ephraim to walk, I took them up by their arms, but they did not know that I healed them. they did not know they did not recognize what God was doing it's so i, I just I just want to encourage you guys that we we need to to document, to, to remember the thing that the Lord is doing, to meditate and be thankful for what the Lord has done in our lives. And, and maybe you're struggling to, to, to remember what God is, the Lord has done in your life. or well, come to the Word and see what the Lord has done to everyone's lives. And then, and then maybe talk to some friends who have seen breakthrough and talk to them and receive from them. Um, chapter 14... O Ephraim, this is verse eight. O Ephraim, what have I to do with idols? It is I who answer and look after you. <laughs> there, it's this, it's this common thing, where sometimes, uh, let's just. I want to. Okay, I'll bring like a grounded like perspective to this. We get given a. We get given a job, a good job. And yet we think that it's by our merit and by our studying that we got that job. You know what I mean? We, we, we get pregnant when we wanted to get pregnant. And we just think, sweet, I just had sex and I got pregnant. That's the way it's meant to work, right? But that is a gift. Not everyone actually gets that, right? Like There are people out there that have dry wombs. That, and, and by the way, the Lord wants to fix that. Everything. We, 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 we can take so much for granted. And if we do, we will get destroyed. We will find ourselves in exile. But if you are finding yourself in a dry place, let's just get into a place of remembrance, a place of remembering what the Lord has done and how he is good. Um, so... Look, I'll just share some, some stories, uh, just a couple stories just like for me of how the Lord has just been like, he is, he is that good. He is continually just working in my life and He's continually doing things even though I, regardless of what I'm doing. When I was around like seven years old, I was about to start with soccer. When I started school, I was actually a year I I started when I was four, so people, like my friends, were older than me. But when I went to go start soccer, wanting to play with my friends, I learned that I wasn't going to be in the same age group with them. But what happened, and this is when I'm seven, right? I'm just a little innocent child here. He, I, what I, like, so what happened is that my age group was full. And so they're like, oh, we'll put you up to the age above you. And so then I was with all my friends in my team. And I, it's like, I don't remember many things, right? I am, my memory is not very good. But my little child, Brad, was so, so thankful that I was able to play soccer with my teams that I remember that as God helping me. I remember that God did that for me. And He did, because every good gift, good and perfect gift from above comes from the Father of lights. Another one, this is where God forcefully Forcefully made made something happen in a place where I thought that I was getting destroyed. I thought that I was going to marry another woman that was not Ellie, to the point where I had a ring, and I and I I thought that this was going to happen. And then the Lord, in His mercy, even though I didn't see it that way, and I said, "Lord, help me, help me, help me." He shut that relationship down. External parties, families were just not okay with it, and and I was shattered. I couldn't, I just, I, I, it just completely wigged me out. On the same week, Ellie, my wife, was dating someone else. And that man was a man of God and he heard from the Lord that you need to leave Ellie. On the same week, we had both left our partners and were single. And it wasn't very, like, it, it was a little while, but it like, but then eventually she caught my eye and it, I couldn't believe I didn't realize how ununified my previous relationship was because I was just leaning on my own understanding but when the but the Lord is so right He is so right even when it feels like we're in a place of friction, the Lord is always working for us and he's always doing good things and he brought us together and I'm telling you the unity that I have with this woman is unbelievable. We are so unified. I, I, I just it, it blesses my life every single day. She takes care of me, and and when I come and I bring radical things of the Lord, saying we are going to go do this and we're going to go do that. She's just like, uh, okay. And then next minute, the Lord is just prophesying into her that that's what she's going to do. And that, and then, and we she just comes together and we unite and, and oh, I th- we just. There just isn't disunity in us. Whenever there is disunity, there's pride. There's, 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 it's just on us. Like we're, we're just being silly. But when we are truly in line with God, there is just so much unity and I'm so blessed for it. And the Lord made that happen. I could not imagine. It just, I, it actually makes me want to cry if I had it any other way. <laughs> like the Lord forcefully makes things happen. We just got to trust Him. We can't rush Him. We may feel like we're in a place of friction. We may feel, and this is the thing, this is what the Israelites went through. They went three days without water. That is a lot, guys. In the natural, I don't even think that's legal. I don't even think that we can live three days without water. Can we? Does someone know science? (laughs) It's here or there. Luke says it's here or there. We may live, we may die three days without water. They lived and they got to the water and I, I'm sure that that was troubling to them. And I'm sure that we may, some of us may be in troubling times now. Maybe not troubling to the point where we're desperate and we're depre- in depression or anxiety. I really hope that we are not in that place. But there are things that we want breakthrough in. Maybe it is literally just that you really relate that you want, uh, you want a spouse that you are perfectly united with, that the Lord said, This is the one. Maybe that's what you want. Maybe it's that you want a child and, 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 and it's just not happening. I, The Lord will bring fresh water. He will. He is faithful. So let us not get confused with the good things that are given to us and start worshipping idols, whether it's our education, whether it's money, whether it's our job, whether it, whatever it is. It's the Lord that provides for us. And so something I wanted to do um, is... And and I and, and this is going to be actually be. I want to encourage. I okay. I'm going to pray right now, and we're going to do something really fun. Jesus, you are the. You have a spirit of faith, and right now, in Jesus' name, I ask that that your spirit of faith will be given to this congregation. I ask that you bring remembrance to them, that that a veil that is over their eyes will be, will flush, that that they will see a, a flash of light and that they will see the goodness of God in their lives. And right now, we as a congregation are going to testify the things of God in Jesus' name. So guys, who... Has had breakthrough in their life and wants to come up here and wants to share it and wants to actually prophesy for the for the testimony uh, for the spirit of the, uh, sorry the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If you want to share what God has done in your life so that other people can receive that breakthrough from themselves and be encouraged, I want you to come up here right now. Uh, yes, yes, I'll stop there. Who wants to come up?
1: This is for the ladies. Um, It was funny. I was like, God was like, take the microphone off, Brad, before you said that. And I was like, no, I can't. And then you said it. So I was like, all right, cool. Thanks for giving me an opportunity. Um, So before I was a believer, I suffered from a condition where it was going to be pretty hard, if not impossible, for me to fall pregnant. And it's something that I got told when I was 15 years old. And when I met Josh, we were like, it was something that I was always like, oh, I don't know, I just... ...don't think we're ever going to get pregnant... ...but I kept having all these visions and prophecies about my children... ...but I just never like had the faith for it with God. I was like in the world my doctors are telling me that that's not going to happen... ...and I was like the youngest person to have surgery for this like disease... ...in Australia as well and so it was like I was like it was really bad. Anyway one day I was sitting alone with God and I was like no God... ...like this is not the plan you have for my life... ...like you're a God who opens barren wombs and who gives children... And I wrote down this prayer and I prayed so hard. I've still got it in my notebook, but I was like, God, like, like let, like, open my barren womb, like, let me fall pregnant. Like, I want to serve you. I want to be a mother. Like, Josh and I want to, like, be, like, raise up, like, warriors for the gospel. And I dated that, like, note. Anyway, I forgot about it, fell pregnant. God spoke to me about giving her the name Zion because it was, like, his chosen, like, his beloved. And then six months into having her, I was reading through my diary and I looked at this note and I looked at the date and it was the date that I conceived her. And I'd forgotten. It was just like what you said, like I literally had just taken it all for granted and I just was like, oh, like I felt pregnant at school and I literally put it on Josh and I. And then I was like, six months later, I like broke in my bedroom and I was like, God, like you, you opened my barren womb. And so... That is like a testimony, not only to just believe in like the goodness of God and his perfect will and his perfect gifts, but also to remember what he's done and not forget because even the biggest things we can forget. Right, just, just
0: for you. Okay. Um. Alright, who is a woman that wants to get pregnant one day? Stand up. Stand up. Pregnant again, whatever. Is there any woman I'll that wants pregnant. to get yeah. pregnant? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. if I'm already pregnant? Uh, you're already pregnant, that's fine. You, yeah. We are going to keep going. Up yeah. <laughs> heck, heck yeah. Alright, I want you to pray for them. Alright. All right.
1: Yeah, Father, I just thank you that children are your perfect design and your perfect blessing and that we are godly women who will raise godly children. And that is your intention for us, Lord. I pray that every barren womb is open, Father, and that we just have so much fruit to give in our wombs, Father. And I just, hear, yeah, I prophesy this is a family that will raise up the next generation of believers, Father, warriors for the gospel, arrows in our hand that are just going to break evil and just bring light, Jesus. I pray that every woman in this room falls pregnant, Father, and continues to... To fall pregnant father and that our children just end up just speaking of the day that we prophesied this and we remember the goodness that came over us father today father and that yeah fruit and just everything good father comes with our children that they will never know a day without you lord and that yeah they grew up in the house of the lord father we just yeah we thank you for opening barren wombs and just blessing our wombs jesus we pray this amen
0: thank you yeah. thank you zoe thank you jesus uh, anyone else have a testimony they want to share I was thinking, yeah. yes, is it, is it to do with salvation? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yes, I, I felt that. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying, did someone, oh a yeah, salvation one, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to tell them to keep it brief. Though. Okay, try to <laughs> keep it brief.
2: I <laughs> got <laughs> what, what, what was your heart on the salvation bit? I, just, I, I feel like there are people that,
0: that on our hearts that we want to see saved. And the Lord is one that, that
2: wants to see them saved. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if he has anything to do with that. But yeah, no, that works really well. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so we are on the streets on Friday night doing outreach. Um, and, yeah, a fella just came out of the stain, for those who are local to Manly, I just know the area, and he was, like, blind drunk, and he, he came up to us and could barely speak. Um, but, yeah, me and my friend Madeline was standing there with him and just... Um, just starting to speak to him and um, it was, I can't, it's hard for me to keep it brief in some ways, but I'll do my best. But the Lord was just after his heart and he was actually a pastor's son and his dad was um, in South Africa and um, he was ready to commit suicide. Um, And he's just um, in so much pain and and just by the Lord's grace, I could actually feel the pain he was carrying and it was like a heavy weight on my own chest. And and yes, we just got to talk to him for, for a while and it was just, Honestly, like it's just glory to God. But He was the Father was ministering to him while we were standing there. Not even through our own words, like God was speaking to him, and he'd speak the lie and then he'd speak the truth. And we didn't ask him about giving his life back to Jesus or anything. He asked us if could I could I just give my life back to Jesus? Could I just give my life back to Him? And he led himself in <laughs> in his own prayer and he confessed and repented and. He actually sobered up, even, um, which was like literally he was struggling to get his words out, and um, yeah, just gave his life back to Jesus, and yeah, was 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 saved and, and touched, and he was, he knew the call of God in his life. He knew that God was yeah asking him to um, yeah, him be an evangelist, be his voice. By the end of it, he actually prophesied over me and Madeline, like and. <laughs> I don't know the last time he was walking with the Lord, but I I don't think it was recent. Like he had not been, he was ready to end his life. So he wasn't, he wasn't with Jesus in in a very real way. And um, yeah, he'd say never felt, felt God's presence until tonight, um, which was on Friday night. And so, yeah, yeah, I I can speak on that for myself that I want to see my family saved. You know, I'm, I'm the only um, believer in the Lord at this point. And um, yeah, God is so after people's hearts more than, more than we realize because I was so aware of actually just how present he was and that it wasn't even through me. It was God intervening. But it was me standing there. It was almost like I was just interceding the gap, but God was just so much more desperate to reach this guy's heart and not let his life be wasted but be found in him. And he, he preached the gospel to us more times than we shared anything with him because of the way I'm just being serious. And that was a revelation on what God was speaking to him that moment. Um, that was showing him his life. Is There's no point as, aside from Jesus. So anyway, in honor for keeping it brief, we'll leave it there. But
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: I like hugging people, if anyone knows that. But anyway, I hugged him and I just thought it would just be a normal hug. But then, and he was quite a strong, like he was a muscly bloke. And the whole time, like he put his hand on my shoulder and like gripped me really strong. And then I just held him. And then he just melted, like, all his muscles. I felt all of his muscles just relax, but he was just holding on to me. And I was just like, the Father is embracing this man right now. like. And, you know, he held on to me longer than even what I normally hold on to people, which... <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I'll give you a good squeeze if you need one, so... <laughs> um, does anyone want to stand up and receive that for their
0: life? Like, if you're praying for people, I want to stand
2: up. Yeah. Is well. there
0: people in your heart that you want saved?
2: Amen, <laughs> just pray, just pray yeah, yeah, we just thank you, Jesus, just that yeah, you are the one who leaves the ninety nine in search of the one, and we just thank you that that you pursue you pursue us more than we realize, but you're pursuing the lost ones more than we even have the desire for Jesus, and yeah, I just pray you would you would help us to just remember the call of God on our life to yeah to make disciples to pursue the lost ones who need your love, Papa, and we just pray that even now those those ones on yeah on our heart that we're standing in the gap of that your love would even be right now reaching and touching their hearts that that we would be vessels to reach them with your love, but even even now you would be touching them with your love that they would be encountering you God um just in ways and yeah they would just know you God, we just pray that they would know you and that they would come to know you Lord, and yeah we just we just. Yeah, and we just, we just yield ourselves to you and we surrender ourselves to you that use our life to touch other lives, Jesus. That's what we're on the planet to do. That's why we're here. It's to to encounter people um, and have them encounter your love. Yeah, so just make us willing. Just break off any unwillingness, any apathy, any um, resistance in our heart to to believe you would want to use us to reach people. That's a lie from the devil. Yeah, and just use us to reach reach hearts with your love. Thank you, it's by your love, it's by your stripes, Jesus, it's by your body broken and your blood spilled that, that we can come close to you. Yeah, so I just pray even now, just the blood of Jesus over everyone we're standing in the gap for, that they would be brought close by Jesus. Yeah, we just thank you, Lord. What you did in our life, you will do in theirs. Yeah, for our testimony is that prophecy over them, Jesus. Yeah, yeah so we just thank you for that in your name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Um, is there anyone that else has something burning just to share? Yeah, come for it. Yeah, yeah.
5: I don't actually go here, but I just feel the Lord.
0: You're
5: um, thank you. <laughs> I work just in a regular secular workplace, and um, the Lord has just gripped me to um, pray for healing anytime I hear of anyone in my workplace who's got. Things going on in their body and just by my bosses who are open atheists, one of them is actually a sex worker, they continually invite me to pray for their clients. They leave me alone with people who come in, who are crying, traumatised. and So I actually prayed for my boss two weeks ago who is a sex worker and he had an injury from his work and the Lord actually took away all his back pain. That was, yeah, there from a that kind of injury so it's just his grace is offensive and just take any opportunity you can because people keep coming back for more and people will come into this place to ask me for prayer and they openly don't follow Jesus, acknowledge Jesus but they experience him and so absolutely just if you feel that little um, desire to just like I just want to see if God will come through. He will absolutely come through. He will he'll absolutely come through and back you when you back him. So, wow. yeah, it's crazy. Do you,
0: do you want to pray are
5: you up for people? For yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, is there anyone that needs healing? <laughs> yeah. Well, well do, do you want to pray for healing? Or yeah, you, absolutely. Yeah? I'd love that. And okay.
5: Yeah, yeah, boldness and courage, if you want that for people in your workplace and to step out, I'd love to pray for you. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Amen. Jesus, I thank you that you were as bold as a lion Mm -hmm. and that you are a friend to so many different kinds of people who they were so, either so far off in the eyes of the world or even those who were so close like Nicodemus who were in the religious system but they just couldn't wrap their heads around your grace and how offensive it was. So I just pray for that offensive goodness that would just flow through us in our bodies first and in our hearts first and that healing would even offend our own hearts and minds and then you would just take that to wherever we are. I thank you that we don't have to go anywhere for this reality this ecstasy of life to happen within us um, and around us and that we just get to watch you be yourself God it's the best thing that we can partner with Um, so I just pray for the actual just gift of healing on every single person's life right now that you would just increase miracles God you would increase boldness you would increase courage yeah Thank you, Jesus, that you will start this from today and we can, yet yeah, date this back and go, I just felt this compulsion that I couldn't control and um, just throw off any self-consciousness, God. We just give it to you. Yes. Thank, Thank you that you're our identity, Jesus. Yes. Amen.
0: Thank you, so Thank you so much. Any other stories, testimonies? Okay. All right. Well, I actually don't. I, I haven't had my phone. I don't know what the time is. What's the What's the time looking like? does there? What, what? Yeah. Come on, babe. <laughs> this is good stuff.
6: Um, I. This isn't super exciting for the masses, but. It changed my life, and if someone here needs that, then you can be blessed by it. Um, This is just about God providing a house. So, it's simple, but it is massive. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Someone here might want to be prayed, and if not, this is a great testimony to encourage your heart anyway. So, I just wanted to share this, because when Brad was telling me about this, I just got this story on my head through the week, and I was like, I have to share this, because this is God's goodness, but this is a, like... God is better than you think. And all week when me and Brad were talking about this, we kept going, God is better than you think. God is better than you think. God is better. Like, it's so much better than you think in any area. And God providing this house for us, so much better. We don't even need it to be this great, but it's great. So I'm going to share the story. So, so we were given already an incredible blessing to live in a top story apartment next to the beach in Monaval, and we had no money. None at all. And we were like, we were living under my grandma's place in a mouldy old house and we just had our baby and I had to get us out of there. So we moved into Brad's mum's lounge room and we had nowhere to go. And we were praying for a place and a friend messaged me and said, I've got a friend who owns an apartment in Monoval, but it's like over $200 beyond what you can pay. And we were like, we'll just go and see and we chatted to them. And they were like, you guys are a great Christian couple. We want you to live there and we're going to put the price so low so that you can afford it we didn't know these people and so we were like wow and so we moved to this beautiful modern apartment that was just incredible and we lived there for a year and a half anyway I was 38 weeks pregnant with my second child and they just contacted us and said we're putting the price up over hundred dollars next week um, and I was having a home birth so I had the pool set up and everything we had no plan to move and we were like, oh my gosh, we can't pay that. But we instantly felt this is not a work of the enemy of our life. This is a work of God and we're going to be promoted. So we just called our pastors. We got them to pray for us. Then we put the message out, there does anyone know anyone we can move to in a few days? We needed to move. We realised later it's illegal to put someone out in a week, we know. But we didn't know in the time. And so we're just like, all right, God, you can provide. So then anyway, we did that the next day. My friend messaged me and said, my parents have this home. Come check it out. It wasn't going to work out. But then things changed within that week. The guy who was living there just suddenly, without even telling the owners, had all his stuff out and moved. It was just amazing. So we got to be in that house within the week that we had originally said. And this place is so much better than the top beach apartment for our family right now. So it's it's all silly and simple, but... For us, it was just massive. Like, we have two kids and it's, like, a beautiful two-bedroom, like, duplex house and it has a backyard and a garage and it's near bushwalks and everything you could want with two little kids. The landlords are, like, legends and we pay so much less, again, than this place is worth. It is literally worth at least one or $200 more a week and our landlords have never checked up on us, never changed the price. Ah, just the best. Anyway, I just been reflecting on that this week and I... It's just, like, we don't need, we didn't need that beach apartment. We didn't need this place. But God gave it to us. And, yeah, we just have so much faith in houses. So if anyone would like prayer for them or someone they know for getting a place of safety and beauty and rest and restoration for their homing situation, I can pray for you. But if not, you can be blessed by this testimony. Anyone need a home? Everyone's good? I can pray for you guys. Awesome. Um, Okay. If you guys want to join, I'll pray for these guys. Lord, thank you for Belinda. Thank you that she is such a faith-filled woman. Oh, God, you are going to honour her. She is an absolute champion in the faith. You have a home for her family. I'm just speaking it out in such confidence. You are so good, God, let alone how good you are. You honour your people who are faithful to you. You honor them. I bless Belinda's family in the name of Jesus that they will have an amazing home. That they will experience what we've experienced. Something better than they ever needed, cheaper than they needed. Thank you, Lord. You love this family. Thank you for great wisdom over Belinda. Great, your great hand over her decisions. Doors will be open and you will guide her. I even ask for clarity if she's not sure where to move. I pray for clarity in where to move such strong clarity and a beautiful, beautiful home of rest and restoration of healing for this family and of great blessing to others. I bless them with an amazing home. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: I even forgot how good that was. <laughs> that was that's very good. <laughs> um, yeah, anyone else want to share? Holly? Has to too. Holly? Yeah, Jules mate, you calling everyone else out, yeah, What about you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, cool, cool. Holly? Is she here? I can sort of. I'll go get it. Alright, while Holly is, is coming up. Anyone else? Breakthrough. If you're nervous, it's okay, you don't have to pray. If you're worried about having to pray, I'll just pray for the people. If all you want to do is share a story, that's fine. Alright, yeah, okay, Riley, you'll share one. Heck yeah.
4: Um, so, for those of you who do know me, um, I have been through a number of different hmm, jobs in the past. <laughs> Just a number of jobs in the last 12 years. It's been a long, long, long role. And I'd always go in and i tempt to perm, temp to perm. I've had some amazing experiences. I met some most incredible people. It's been fantastic. So, pre-COVID, feels like ages ago. <laughs> Jesus. Um... The Lord, it was literally 12 years, 12 really long, long years of going into a job, it would be temp to perm and they'd be like, we want you but budgets change and we can't have you, we can't give you a job anymore. And I was like, okay, cool, <laughs> sucks. Um, and this is more about jo- uh, the Lord providing. So I went through and I was like, oh, okay. I took a punt in a job in an area that I was like, don't really fit this sort of, Mold, right? Um, My personality was a bit bigger than the mold that I sort of gave it. Anyway, so I went for this job um, after a long time and I was like, okay, Lord, I'm just going to give this a punt. And I put no effort into the application. None. I was like, yeah, love numbers, love finance. It's great. So good. It makes my heart sing. It doesn't. It really doesn't. And the Lord knew this. I'm just, look, I just want to be honest with you. Um, the Lord knows this and um, he is so gracious. He's so grateful. Uh, I am so grateful um, for the blessing because my. I, I'm now in a job where um, I got security, I got permanency, I have an amazing boss. I think he's the best in the organisation. My team is phenomenal. Um, it's less about the numbers and more about the fun um, and he is such a provider. And literally as COVID hit... I just hit 12 months into a job. Um, and so I just, I don't know if anyone's like, I know, you know, we're in a season where it's like, you know, COVID's really hit us economically um, and a lot of people financially. Um, and I don't know if anyone here has lost a job um, or if anyone's here needing a job, but I just kind of felt it's a, it's a testimony of like God providing and being a, the, being the provider. Um, Cause it was, it was a salary that I wasn't expecting um and i'm kind of okay with that um (laughs) but um you know god is so good um so if anyone would like prayer for a job permanency provisions yeah i'm I'm happy to pray for everyone oh you want that oh sorry i was like yeah cool i had it back (laughs) cool cool All right, oh, thanks, cool. Okay, Jesus, we just want to honour you and we want to thank you that you are such an amazing provider. You are such an author of just perfection and putting us in the right place at the right time. Lord, I just want to ask that you just provide, sorry, what was your name? Bright, love the name. Thank you, Jesus. All right, Lord, I just want to thank you for Bridie, we want to pray, uh, and Brad, we want to pray that you provide them with a job, um, the perfect job. Um, that you're just going to lead them into a place, into actual divine encounters with people that are just going to say you're the right person for the job. And they're going to be just areas and little sort of avenues in which they can sort of like come into and just use their gifts for the kingdom. Yeah, I just see them using their gifts for the, 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 the gifts for the kingdom in a divine kind of way. Lord, we want to thank you that you are the provider and you're the author and that you've been providing for them this, like, so far. And God, we just want to step into greatness. We want to step into the more... So thank you, Jesus. We just want to honour that journey um, and just that you increase their faith. Thank you, Jesus. You're just going to be increasing their faith as they take those steps into, you know, new jobs, new areas, new avenues. God, if, if, if it's in a place that they, you know, they might not have wanted or thought that they'd step into, God, I just ask that you, un- you unveil their eyes and you open those doors. Thank you, Jesus. And we just want to receive, receive that for them. And we're believing that that provision is there for them. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
0: Holly, you're up, mate.
3: <laughs>
0: Thank you for taking care of our kids. They're the best.
3: We, I think we do need a, a bit of a system because it's a big. <laughs> um, so, yes, a testimony uh, about Friday night. Um, so there was outreach Friday night, which was really cool. It was about um, 25 people from um, church and a few a few people from Dayspring. We all went down, and um, I can do outreach, but it's not something that I on the street hardcore. It's not something that I go, yes, I'm there. Let's jeweled. I'm more <laughs> anyway. So I was walking around with Wendy, and we were um, down at the wharf, and it was really cold. There wasn't a lot of People, people were kind of they looked um busy, preoccupied. And um we we tried to approach a couple of people and they really weren't interested. And then another a couple of people they weren't interested. And then there was this um there was this group of girls and I don't know how old they were, maybe between sixteen and twenty, you couldn't pick it, but they were they were dressed to go out for the night and um my heart just really went out to them and they, as they moved towards us, we, we tried to engage with them, and um, a little bit, but they they just kept walking. They were heading somewhere, and one of them, just really um, long blonde hair, and um, you know, dressed to go out, and she turned around and she caught my eye, and she said, "No, nah, I'm a sinner. I, I, I'm a sinner." She almost called back from as the crossing. She turned around. And she said, "I'm a sinner. God's not interested in me. I'm a sinner." And in my heart, I went, "You know what? a sinner, God is so interested in you, God is so actually interested in you and the, the fact that you've confessed that, I'm like, Lord, you know just reach that girl like I 'm never going to see her again, just do something in her life. she's actually acknowledged that she's a sinner she's confessed that out that she 's a sinner and she needs a savior. you know I just forgot about it and Wendy and I, we, um, we walked back up, and so we were at the wharf. and At the top of the course on near Starbucks, there was um, basically the group of people that were singing. And so some people were out walking, praying, some people were singing in that top area. So as we walked back up towards there, I'm just, we're just talking, and we look over, and there is that very girl sitting next to Lani, and Lani is sharing the gospel with her, and she got saved. And I'm just like, God, like you're on this girl's case Like, you know, she, I, I don't know who was praying for her Or how many seeds have been sown But I just thought there's something she, she actually spoke out, confessed out that she was a sinner And I don't know, the angels heard or the Holy Spirit heard And they just took her to where she needed to go Like there's, you know, it's crazy, amazing it was it was just I was so blessed to see like God, you're actually after these people like you know more than more than me, you know, and if you're going to start confessing out loud that you're a sinner. Like God is going to direct you to where you're going to get saved. So
7: yeah, here's Wendy. I'm so glad that Holly got up to share that, and because um, I was kind of wasn't bold enough, but that was such an exciting thing that happened but I didn't know the girl got saved because when we got back, um, I'm like, is that the girl? <laughs> that She did a little dance, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner and um, we couldn't quite see because she was in this like sisterly kind of hug with, you know, like nestled up with Lani and um, so Ollie, obviously Holly's heard that um, we knew that her friend had gotten saved and, and that that group... Well, two from that group had come up and asked for a cigarette light, and that's how it happened. I mean, but it was such an incredible thing to 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 see how God works, and I and to and to demonstrate how um, Holly and I were sort of feeling awkward down at the at the um, ferries because we did sort of have to just go straight up <laughs> to people, and you could tell they didn't really want to speak to us, and. Um, and I said, "Oh, Brentwood and, and um, Jody, this is what they do. They just go straight into groups. And so that's what we did. It didn't feel like we'd gotten anywhere, of course, but God showed us that he's at work. Um, and that earlier that week, I had, like the Friday night, these young people taking their Friday nights to go and reach people is such an incredible thing, whether it's Blacktown or manly or elsewhere, I just really encourage you to do it because um, you might think, oh, I haven't really spoken to anyone or led anyone to the Lord, but you don't really know what God is doing with your conversations and, and, and your efforts and your prayers. and because he hears your prayers and he's doing something and that night, Friday night, God showed me that he's working really powerfully. And I had earlier in the week read... Um, I think in Luke nine, um, if you if you put your hand to the plow, don't look back. Meaning, you know, don't look back at all those things that sort of prop up, like you know, I've got to do this with family or. Um and I had a friend I'd been trying to get together for a walk, and she'd said Friday night. And I sort of ignored it because I thought I really want to go to outreach, and if, if Friday's on, I'm going to go. So I put her off and um, put God first. And it was really um, and really powerful night. Just not because of those girls coming to the Lord, because of all all that happened, like with Simon, like the way God's wor- working up the Corso tie was there and um, this big group and then there was this wonderful man from Hope Church who came and they were all here we we spent about an hour in here it was dark but the incredible worship that was going on before we all went out and um, that man Pat has an incredible testimony himself he's he was like an ice addict he said "Took tried to take his life three times in Manly and ...as a young man and then this was the first time he'd come back to Manly... ...but he has an incredible testimony too, um, Pat, if you get to meet him from Hope Church. <laughs> so, yeah, so Blacktown needs Jesus. Manly needs Jesus. Chatswood, anywhere we go, I just want to encourage you come... Um, ...because he's working through you, what, whatever you do, you step... Step out in faith, and it might not seem you've to have gotten anywhere, but God showed me powerfully that He does. Yeah. Thank you so
0: much. Wow, people uh, like, God is just. Okay, all right, all right. All right.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I just actually just want us to pray for our former Prime Minister, Tony Abbott. Um, yeah, because got to meet him this week, and it was a, he gave me his um, his cell number and um, cell phone number, <laughs> mobile number, and he agreed to come and speak uh, with the men in the church, and is quite happy about that. But um, yeah, just want want you guys to join with me, and we'll we'll pray for him. He's he's a he's a local man, former prime minister of Australia, and um, God cares about him. So Father, we just thank you for. For uh, for Tony Abbott and and uh, and we thank you that you're drawing all men to yourself. We thank you for the influence that he is in the community, and we thank you for the sacrifice that he's made personally for this country, Lord. And and that was no small uh, coincidence, but that was a God incident, the the way that you led me to him. And Father, thank you for our conversation, Lord, and I thank you that you're going to turn his life towards you, Lord, I thank you for, 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 for ministering to his heart, Lord, and even as he comes to share his life journey with us here, Father, that you would touch him and that you would, you would, you would pour out the rivers of salvation over his life and over his family, God, that, that he would be in you, that he would encounter your love. Father, we just thank you for his salvation. Amen.
0: Wow, that's pretty pretty cool.
8: <laughs> um,
0: Sammy, you wanna, uh, and the team—if you guys just want to come up, maybe just for a song. Um, any any other testimonies? Anyone else? Oh yes! Come on! Heck yeah! This is awesome. <laughs> the courage. Yeah.
9: Hey guys. Um, so I was in a pretty bad car accident on Monday night. Um, yeah, it was pretty awful. I spun 200 degrees on the side of the road. Um, both cars are pretty beaten up, uh, but I'm fine. I have no injuries. I've got a little bit of bruising, but, um, Monday morning I was actually reading Isaiah 43 and it's, uh... It's like when you when you go through the waters, you won't be overcome. When you go through the fire, you won't be burned. Um, and I came back after being in that car accident and I like, looked at my Bible and I opened it up to there and I was just like, oh my gosh. Like the safety of the Lord, even when you're not thinking about it, like even because it happened in a split second, like that safety that he has over you and um, yeah, like he, I was in a car crash, like I should have been more hurt than what I am, um, but yeah, just just going through that and, and not being overcome, not being burned. It's just, yeah, ridiculous, the provision that he has and the safety that he has over his chosen ones. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, anyone else? Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> so good. This is getting very quick. <laughs>
10: Hello. Um, I actually was going to share something else um, about uh, I went through a really tough season of anxiety and depression like for like four years and it was really bad and I wanted to talk about that but then as um, Cass was just speaking I felt God wanted me to share something Um, but it's not exactly like I didn't really do the right thing in this scenario but it it really encouraged me to but I used to go to the markets every Sunday. And there was one stall that I used to go to um, and there was this girl there and her name was um, Annika and I used to talk to her every week and, um, and she was really beautiful and she loved my son a lot. And um, sorry, my baby's waking up. <laughs> um, anyways, I really felt like God's heart for her, like, oh, I need to, like, this girl's beautiful and, like, I don't know if she knows the Lord. And one Sunday morning I woke up and I'd had a dream about her. And I felt God tell me really, like, you need to tell her that I love her. And I was like, okay. And then I went to the markets and I saw her and I didn't tell her that he loved her. And anyways, about a month later, I heard that she died and that she, I think, something happened on um, North Head and she tricked and... um, she died anyways I cried so much that day thinking oh man I wish I told her that God loved her and then I later found out that she had gone to church a week before but I know so it was amazing however after that I was like if God ever tells me to do something again I have to tell because you just don't know how many days people have and and like I mean we're all gonna face eternity And uh, I feel like, you know, it's so important to just bring heaven to earth in that way because, I mean, life isn't about us and there are people who are going to hell and, like, we need to do something about it. Um, Anyway, so that encouraged me a lot. So I hope it blesses you. (laughs) Wow.
0: Other stories, guys? Testimonies? Yes. Easy. Easy.
11: Huh? it's been a while since I've one of these things before oh, let me just yell like that but we'll use this hey everyone hear me nah I'll use this it's all good praise the lord yeah. I don't actually stand up here often but I was back there shaking like a leaf and I thought oh heck I better get up and say what I need to say so uh, the lord thank you praise god So, I got back there, the Lord has been sharing with me, uh, well, the last bit of journey since I've been in Australia, I've only been here two years, it's been a long two years, but my goodness, uh, in the time I've been here, I got here, bro, and I got smashed with this thing called comparison, Smash me, bro, I look at everyone, I go, flap, look at these guys, they got it all together, dang, I'm a bush pumpkin, bro, I'm from the bush in New Zealand, (laughs) I don't know much, I don't know about money, I was like, bro, it's all good, I'll just give you a pig or something, like that was how we rolled in New Zealand, and it's it's taken a long time to kind of get past that, bro. And um, i actually have to say thank you to a lot of people in this church, bro, who have actually mentioned. I was like, bro, like, I compare myself to you. And they've received me. And they're like, yeah, bro, it's all good. You're all good, bro. Like, I know. And I just, it was just this thing, bro. This church has actually lifted me up a lot. And through that process, through all that time, bro, he came back and he's restored something called joy. Oh. <laughs> Praise the Lord for joy. Yeah, so I have to share this one, bro. Straight out of my It's uh, Jules's favorite book at the moment. Um. <laughs> It goes a bit like at the uh, there's a bit to it, but I'll just, I'll cut to the bottom of it. it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Yeah. Holy Lord. I normally say amen to that, but I'm going to say hallelujah instead. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Bro, legit. The joy of the Lord is your strength, bro. I wake up in the morning. And I remember that scripture too, bro. The joy comes in the morning. And goodness, I'll wake up and go, whoo, okay. I mean, yep. oh, joy. But the joy of this morning, bro, I get up, to, let's go to the mirror. Well, here you are, bro. It's been a while since I've, like, done that because uh, the Lord's restored my joy. And I just want to share with you guys, if you've got comparison, and it's a dirty little thing, that thing. You'll come in, you'll look at someone, bro. Girls look at other girls. Oh, she looks better than me. Or dudes look, oh, bro, he's got it all together or something like that. Bro, it sneaks in and it steals your joy. It's not okay. It's not, bro. I saw, bro, it ripped me to bits, man. I sit in the back, just, nah, I can't, I can't I can't even stand up and talk. So if that's, if that's happening, bro, bro, just rebuke that thing man straight up and you're looking at the product of joy coming back oh lord let's go G. let's go and it's good it's good but it's one of the fruits of the spirit so it's got to be good so and i just want to share that with you guys bro. the joy of the lord is your strength and when and don't let anyone or anything take that goodness because you can i can you can give it you can give it like oh no no that thing's gonna like oh no i'm not gonna have, have joy right now so yeah you want to do a little boogie bro do it bro look in the mirror yeah brother you look good today cuz God made you chat and you just get excited just do it man it's it's a blessing so anyway I'm done I'm done I'm done I'll talk to you long otherwise but um all glory to God oh he wants some joy let's go Hey, to the men. Oh, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for this house, the harvest time, the freedom in this house, Lord, to even get up and speak, God. Thank you, Jesus, that you're here right now, Lord. I declare upon this body, Father, there will be no comparison, no envy for things of the world or things. we all got our own process, Lord, and you're working in individuals. Lord, we are unique in our own way. We're chosen people, a royal royal priesthood, God. Thank you, God, that we're all on our own things, God. We're unique, but every part of the body is important, and you have to play your part. You can't be like the heirs. You can't be like 40. Ears, bro. Otherwise, we'll just be hearing. We can't smell anything. Anyway, Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for your joy. Right now, Lord, I pray that you'd encounter these people with joy. Joy that just, woohoo, they just want, they don't care, Lord. They just want to be in your joy, and it's your joy, Lord. It's not from the world, it's not from anything else, it's from Jesus. So I thank you, Lord, for your joy in this house, God. Let it be their strength in times of hardship. Let it be their, um, their strength, Father, in every day of their life, Lord. So I just impart that blessing to you, fellas. Hey, you're going to get it. Fellas and Follette sorry. I forgot these girls in the house. Nah, sorry. But Lord, just bless them all in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
0: Oh, yeah. Woo! Stay, keep standing, guys. We're going to worship. I know that there might be more stories, but um, I just feel like right now is a time just that joy. Let's just praise the Lord. Let's just give Him one more song. Just thank Him for what He has given us. He is literally, He is literally doing so much in our lives. He is doing so much in every single person's life that you've ever seen. He wants people saved. He wants people free. And He is doing many things in your life. Ask the Lord to open up your eyes so that you can see Him and not be destroyed and not be shut down. Thank you, Jesus. Let's worship Him.